You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. All right, guys, it's the Wrestling Perspective Podcast. Here at Podcast Detroit, we're at Border City Wrestling Live. Petey Williams at the end of the table acting like he's uninterested. What's up, Pete? <laughs> How's she going, eh? You made me cough right away. <laughs> hey, can I tell you a little story about the How's She Going, eh, before we uh, introduce our the third member? Please, the Pete do. best of this podcast, if they would say. Okay. So uh, I, get a, I get a message from uh, Steve. All right. You know, Sharpshooter Steve from the website. Yes. Says, uh, hey, we get a bunch of Windsor guys coming in to play golf. I said, oh, cool. He goes... They, uh, they, they, they show up. I say, how she's going, eh? And one of them goes, hey, you're a Petey Williams fan. <laughs> or you're a, or you're a Canada uh, fan. Or you're Canadian, yes. Yeah. So I go, I go, oh, man, that's cool. He goes, yeah. So he starts talking about how big of a fan he is of the wrestling podcast. So in theory, we have another fan. We're international, P.D. Williams. And here's the thing with Windsor. It's a toss-up between myself and Scott Demore as if who would win if both of us ran for mayor at the same time. Really? Um, no, not really. But I-, I like to think that in my own head. All right, Pete. Let's introduce our guest. You've let's done go. his podcast. Yes. How exciting was that? That <laughs> One of the top uh, 100 podcasts I did, I would say. No, top top 10, I would say. <laughs> You've done definitely. You've done that. 10. I've done 10. Ryan Logan from WCXS. I always mess that up. WCSX 94.7 yeah. Detroit. Yeah. Look at you, PD Williams. <laughs> I love I the, love W. Man, classic rock, man. I grew there, up yeah. watch, uh, listening to that. I listen to Ryan's podcast. Ryan, welcome to ours. Thank you. I appreciate you it, guys it, having me on this. It's kind awesome. of a home at home if you think about it. PD I, did yours. Now yeah, you come over I, here. Had, I had to come over and do you guys now. Yeah. I do the show now. So, you had to do us now. All right, good. I like that. So this is your first time here at an independent show. Yes. And you do a wrestling podcast. That's not good. I know. Uh, yeah. What, what's up with that? That's shenanigans. <laughs> well, it, it's not a bad say if I, I just started the podcast a couple months ago. So for this to be the first show, it's not bad now. All right. Promote yourself. Yeah. Put yourself over, as they would say it real quick. It is the Around the Ring podcast with uh, myself, Ryan, and my buddy, Ben, who's more of the expert. I kind of uh, keep it going along. He's not the radio guy. He's the expert. So, uh, But it's Around the Ring, and it's on... WCSX.com, 94.7, or uh, you can catch it on iTunes as well. There you go. Jimmy from Windsor is his name. Do you know Jimmy from Windsor, PD? Oh, yeah. Jimmy from Windsor? Yeah. Yeah, no, I know I know him. Tell him I said hi if he's tweeting here or whatever. No, no, he, I just got his name. Oh, okay, yeah. Jimmy from Windsor, him and I go way back, probably to high school. Oh. Canada High is where we went. That Can- sounds like a beer, Canada doesn't high. it? But, hey, Ryan, let me tell you. If this is, like, your first, like, indie show... You like picked pick the a good one, yeah. The the prime one to go to. I mean, the setup's great here. Uh, we got the fans almost coming in right now. Well, that's and what I was, yeah. Look, like, look at the the main event alone. You got three of the top Impact guys: Alberto Albatron, Johnny Impact, and Eli Drake. And the the title's going to be on the line. So you picked a really good one to come to. I think it's going to be filmed for either, okay, either our one night only pay per view or Explosion. So it's going to be one of those. So this stuff that you'll see here will be on Impact. Oh, awesome. All yeah. right. Uh, so we are here at kind of an impact-themed show, and I wanted to stay away from WWF talk today, guys. And I wanted to discuss the current state of wrestling for, for us. And we've got kind of three guys. We have a WWE guy, we have a wrestler, and then me. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then me. So let's talk about how each of us view the current state of wrestling. And then I'm going to throw some quotes and some things out I've seen in message boards and kind of discuss, you know, what these things. I've got a great quote from Jim Ross. Uh, and I want to figure out where is wrestling? Is it dying? Let's start there. Is, guys, in your minds, PD, Ryan, Dennis, is wrestling dying? Um. Okay, is it dying? Is it dying? First off, wrestling will never, ever be dead. Even if, we'll say, not to bring up WWE, but even if WWE goes away, they're the big machine. Right. Wrestling will still be around. There will always be shows like this, independent shows, people wanting to watch wrestling just like the old territory days. So wrestling is not dead. Now, is it on like a down? I don't know if it's on a downswing, but yeah, it's down, I would say, if you look at the ratings and stuff like that. But also, they're competing with so much more with just the, the content that's out there you have so much more channels so much more options to to view and all that kind of stuff so um but there, there's a place for it there's more wrestling companies now than ever on television ever it, like in the history you got so many people you got uh, lucha underground on netflix you know and then on their lucha El Rey channel and then you got impact you got ring of honor you got um you know wwe uh, then you got all the, the Japanese, like just so much stuff. Even the, the New Japan stuff's over on, I think, Access and stuff like that. So there's more content out there than ever. So is wrestling dying? And House of Hardcore now on Twitch. Yeah, and thank you. House of Hardcore on Twitch. I mean, there's so much out there. Is it dying? No. Um, I just think people can view it easier. So I think they're going to pick and choose when they watch wrestling. It's not as like in demand as it was before. We talked about this before. Monday Night right. Wars, we had to like watch it and all that kind of stuff, right? And right. They, you, they got our ratings. There wasn't a ton of other things where we could just switch on our internet and and watch a show. So, um, is it dying? I would say no. Brian? I don't think dying. I think that's that's another reason why I was excited to come here tonight was to see this just because I haven't been really happy with the uh, WWE or the bigger companies lately just with, I, I just don't think storylines are good or anything like that. But We can I, blame Jimmy Jacobs, right guys? <laughs> Yes, let's blame Jimmy Jacobs and those uh, selfies he takes. Yes, <laughs> but no. The uh, uh, to PD's point, I think watching it, like I watch everything online, most of it. And right now, you don't have to sit down in front of the TV and, and watch four hours in a row. You can stop or even just wait and watch it online. And that's most of it is online for me. See, so. I'm different. I watch Raw live, and now uh, SmackDown, I kind of do the PD Williams way of. I'll go on YouTube and watch the quick highlights of it and, right. and the banter. I'll call a day, and I can watch a SmackDown in 20 minutes. Yeah, I, I love doing that because I can watch everything, all content in 20 minutes. Um, I mean, there's there's nothing better than that. I mean, they don't have to do that and put that out there because then it would get... You know, I, I'm wondering as if, if they didn't do that, would they get more people watching their product if they didn't have all that online content? See, I don't think so. But they make probably so much money off of the advertisements oh, yeah. from YouTube and all that stuff. So it's all content, content, content with them. Yeah, and that's true. You can watch, like you said, a Raw, though. You can go on Facebook, just on WWE's Facebook, and watch five clips that tell you the whole show. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. And that's all the show is, essentially, now is five clips. Yeah. I mean, there's only two good promos out of most WWE shows that are must-watch. Uh, yeah, I would say. And they put them in... They, they structure it like that on purpose, like on the top of every hour, you know, you maybe open up and then on the hour, and they try to do something special at the 9 o'clock hour and 10 o'clock hour and the 11 o'clock hour with the overrun because they want to, when people are flipping through the channels, and this is a 
I think, a prehistoric thinking because now, right. back when people used to flip through channels, they didn't, there wasn't a TV guy, there wasn't like an internet and all this kind of stuff. So, um, but they still do that. Top of the hour, you know, they're going to have something good on there. Now, Ryan, let me ask you this: You are not a huge Impact fan. We've talked about this. I'm right. not calling you out, right, loser? Right. All right, <laughs> get him, guys. It's a trap. But uh, all right, Ryan, you're done. Let, right. Let's let out. me start with this: What would Impact have to do to get you to become a faithful fan? Do you watch Ring of Honor? I mean, I, had, I, I have since the podcast for sure. I've started watching a, a lot more of everything, and just going back to your last match, Petey, the the last match on well with Eli Drake yeah, and the main yeah. event there. Yeah, yeah, that was a great match and watching Thank that. You. I honestly, I it was think, good. Yeah, it was good. I don't know about great. great. It was good. I, it wasn't great. It was spectacular. Ooh. It was phenomenal. It was awesome. Phenomenal. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know. It, it was good. The uh, oh Ryan rookie mistake. <laughs> yeah, that was on. That was my alarm to get here today. Oh well, you made <laughs> it on here, time. I'm here, so that's good. But uh, no, I think I think now I will start watching it because of that. But I also like the. It, it's almost like you're at a house show with it. Just you hear all the sounds in ring, and hear everything the guys are saying back and forth to each other. Which I like that. Mm-hmm. Now with how produced everything is, you, you know, on WWE and stuff like that, it's not as. You don't feel as much as of a part of it as I think you do when you start watching. When I start watching Impact and stuff more, you know, for me, it's less about what Impact has to do and what I have to do to make time for it. Not that it's bad or anything like that. It's just WWE has oversaturated the market. Raw, SmackDown, pay per views. I mean, essentially, you have seven hours of WWE wrestling if you're a fan just to keep up. So to cut yeah. some of that stuff out and, and incorporate more impact, because I'm sure Impact has the same videos online as the WWE does. They do. They have the same recap, minute and a half, yep. up to four minutes, whatever tra- story they're trying to tell. They have that all on their YouTube channel. And it's all about content. I mean, if you're a wrestling company, doesn't matter which company you are, you want people to be watching you all the time. You want them to watch your show. And then once the show is done, they want you to go online and maybe on their network or whatever. If they have uh, archive footage or whatever, they always want you to be, this is the company, you're watching our product, and we have enough library to show you. I think, too, to your point, if you, it, I guess I, I'm just lazy, but it's if it's hard no, to you find. you are. They're still guessing. <laughs> if it's a little harder to find than just being able to open up something and boom, it's there, or turn on a channel and it's there. I'm not going to seek it, seek it out as much. And I also feel like... I don't want to do it. I, I, and I feel like people need to understand that NXT is not this great entity, entity that they claim to be. They've not... Name... Can you name... And I've, I've, I did my research, guys. I looked up one wrestler, uh, one true wrestler in this new NXT. Not, you know, back when it was a, a, a live show or a game show. One wrestler that they developed that became a, a champion on the main roster. Uh, well, they got Finn, but he wasn't. Ma- he, he Finn was not. He, he was the first ever Universal Champion, right. but for a day. But no, no, no. I'm talking NXT developed. Oh, because he came from New he Japan. He came from right. New Japan. Just starting right in with the company. Yeah. Get, can you name the one guy in this incarnation of NXT that they developed? Can you give me a hint? Is, Bray, is, Bray Wyatt? He's black. Jeez. Um, and he's what been a champion? Of? World champion? Nope. A champion. A champion. Uh, Titus O'Neil? Nope. Um, oh, man. 
That's this is this is a good stumper right here. Darren Young. Nope. Uh, one more guess, guys. We got Apollo. Nope. That's where I was gonna go, Apollo. But he was in Ring of Honor before. Yeah. Biggie. Ah, oh, yeah. Biggie Big e was a bodybuilder who they signed to NXT and developed him into a wrestler. But there's got to be more developed. So okay. some of these guys have come from the independent circuits, have made their name, yeah. come over to NXT to learn the WWE way, and then go up. Big yeah. E was a bodybuilder and did not have that experience on the indies. Wow, he's never really worked the indies then. Yeah. Man. That's, Damn, that's impressive too. And you know what? But, I, du- but WWE has done an amazing job at branding NXT as this organization that finds all this talent and develops them. They haven't really developed anybody, if you think about it. No, guys have made their names for themselves and stuff. Yes. And then, and it goes to show, guys, that used to work for Impact. They've already made their names, not even their real names in real life. And they go over to uh, NXT. They take their name with them. And, you know, NXT's being accepted of it. It's like, yeah, we understand you branded yourself. You made a name for yourself. And we're going to take that market, that little market that you made, and connect it to our market. Can, and the reason why I ask that is, can Impact do something like that? Uh, yes. You know, I mean, we got the Global Forged. Yeah. Um, but, again, it, it's kind of like the NXT way. Like, I, there's nobody that we just, like, no bodybuilder we just said, hey, you want to be a pro wrestler? Let's train you and then go through this Global Forged thing. A lot of the guys that competed in that, they're independent wrestlers, have learned to wrestle and all that kind of stuff, and then they're just trying to, you know, break into the big time. Mm. But, I mean, it can be done, definitely. Ryan? I... I, I think I, I would like to see that, and WWE would be stupid if you bring over a guy who's already made a name for himself and make him, you know, don't allow him to continue that. His own name? Just, yeah, yeah, that's just, I mean, that's a free setup, and basically instead of having to create a new character. Well, they just started doing that, like with guys like Samoa Joe and stuff like that. Like if you look at, you know, my boy, uh, Austin Creed, Consequences Creed. Um, as soon as they signed him, you're Xavier Woods now. Right. You know, like, that's what they were doing back then. But then I think they realized, like, hey, these guys, people don't know who Xavier Woods is. But, yeah, they know who Consequences Creed is or Austin Creed. You know, let's, right. let's take those those little bit of fans that he's got with him. And you know. I mean, it's, it's just, yeah, it's just smarter in the law. Yeah. And I feel like it saves you money from having to create this whole new character. However. You have that built in there. Speaking of money, they like to give you one of their names. That way they can trademark that name. And, and then own when you leave, they so you own can. it and all that kind of stuff. Cody Rhodes. That, that's, that's so weird. That's a, yeah. that's a really weird just whole uh, makeup that is, though. One that's of the goofy. big debates, guys, going on in, on message boards and threads, and it's been dated back from the last seven years, is what caused wrestling to die? Uh, uh, there's a vast majority of people that say it's Vince McMahon admitting that wrestling is scripted and that the finishers are decided by bookers uh, you know, to help better the wrestlers. There's there's another group of people that say it's because WWE bought WCW and that was the downside. Yeah, Petey, is it is it that Vince admitted that wrestling was scripted? And I don't. I think he kind of had to when it came down to the, uh, you know, what was it the uh, the Madison Square Garden, you know, the yep. hug in the middle of the ring, yep, the breaking of the kayfabe, and, yep. yep. And then there was what the. When he, him, and Bret Hart got into it, mm-hmm. which essentially created the Vince McMahon character. Yeah. Do you do you attribute those or the death of WCW to killing or WWE killing WCW? Um, I I don't attribute it to either of them. 
So Vince McMahon went on TV after like the Montreal Screwjob, right. and he said, "Hey, we're going to be doing this thing called, called the Attitude Era, and wrestling's fake." That, in, right. In short form, that's what he said. From there, wrestling got its biggest numbers after that. The creation of The Rock, Stone Cold, all that kind of stuff. So you can attribute that to that dying, that killing wrestling. Buying WCW, yeah, okay, the Monday Night Wars weren't there anymore. But WCW was dying anyways. Yeah. They, they lost their television contract at yep. that point. So I, I don't think you, you're right about that. I don't think that helped kill wrestling. And were you a big wrestling fan there? I know you're kind of younger than us. Right, yeah. No, my first experiences was the Attitude Era in the late 90s. Inside. I was born in 90, so having that late 90s Attitude Era was where I really got into it. But for me now, watching everything now, I think a lot of it has to do with the like shows like Total Divas and that stuff. That's what wrecks it for me. When you have, like for example, Lana with the Russian accent, and then you hear her on the reality show and she's you know speaking English, yeah, or American English and stuff. Yeah, yeah. and um, it's just like yeah, that's I don't like that. I like to have that feeling that the you know when I believe the Rock was that was him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. I mean, you know, even though we said wrestling's fake, you still never said like, hey, here's what. This character is off camera. That, that I, I don't like that because right, you, like you don't want to see what Batman is like when he's Bruce Wayne. I mean, maybe you do, but you, you like Batman. You know, you like the superhero character. You don't want to be like, oh, Bruce Wayne kind of sucks. He just sits at home and does nothing cool, right? So <laughs> I think so many things just pop through my head. I know, like all the <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, um, but no, I I feel like the the slow death of wrestling is the internet if you look at it social media and stuff which what's beyond me is and i i'm i think that's what's saving wrestling right now uh, is the social media maybe possibly but i don't think see in twitter you know you see me Peter williams the pro canada character on television right? and you hate Car- canada in real life i hate no <laughs> <laughs> you just get me a agree you're nodding yeah, your head I, yes yeah, yeah, yeah. like you hate see, canada see I'm how easy it is yeah, yeah. um <laughs> no but then when i go on twitter you know, I mean, I'm not my character. I'm, like, just talking about, like, hey, I did a podcast or oh, whatever, right? And the same thing. You see guys that are, like, monster heels on TV, and then all of a sudden they go on Twitter talking about, like, oh, this is my kid, you know? Like, how can you be mad at him? Right. Like, that would have never happened pre-social media era. Uh, no, I get it. Do you blame the wrestlers then? Uh, a, a, a little bit, uh, but I don't know because if – I don't know. If a wrestler – big heel wrestler goes on uh, Twitter and like says there's all these uh, something trending in the news maybe that's a little touchy you know because of uh, political correctness and then he starts healing on that all of a sudden he gets a lot of backlash saying like you're so insensitive and stuff like that how do you know it's not his heel character talking about that right Right. so I mean all of a sudden we've taken social media and Twitter is like that's the real person talking just because it is the real person talking it's not his character no I get it yeah, no, I agree with the, the social media part. And when you see Braun Strowman or somebody like that taking, taking goofy pictures. pictures with his kids, and it's like, no, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. Exactly. So <laughs> I think that is the slow death of wrestling and the kayfabe and all that kind of stuff because where do you go from there? Uh, you know what? That That's a valid point. But on the flip side, I would never have known about a lot of these things if it wasn't for the internet. If it wasn't for Facebook pages, indie wrestling has has really utilized the yes, internet. Social media is great for independent wrestling. It go right saved for independent it. wrestling. I yeah. think I think social media has saved it. So maybe it's a catch twenty two. Yeah, it, I think it's bad for the mainstream, like the characters you're trying to portray, uh, especially these guys that have like a million followers and stuff like that. 
But for for social media, I mean, sorry, for independent wrestling, guys trying to make a name themselves, you know, they only get, like, what, anywhere from 5 to 15 minutes to get over in the ring, uh, like, on the weekends. That's it. But then they can go on social media. Maybe they can make a name for themselves there. So it uh, gives them another. Zack Ryder is a prime example of someone who was being not used in WWE, went to social media, created his own YouTube show, and got over that way in the WWE, nixed it, essentially. Yeah, no, that's that's great. I love that stuff. It's good for, for some parts, other parts, like for wrestling in general, like the big mainstream we're talking about. I feel like it's not good for it. Ryan? No, I, we, we talked about that too, Petey, when you came on my podcast about you having the ability, you know, if you got a 10-minute match, you can go on after and basically extend that match just on Twitter doing a, you know, a, a minute or two video to, uh, you, you know, just to further the character. I think I think that's where it's great for is you can further your character much more than just the, you know, the little time you get on it on TV or, yeah. you know, and a, I think a smaller Twitter match. Twitter should be used for furthering your character. Not for, hey, you know, here's a picture of my kids and stuff like that. Right, and that's where it makes it more that, like, you're living it with them. Like, it's real when they, you know, continue as the character and not. Yeah, but then again, some people might disagree with me and be like, no, but I like to see the the the, the behind-the-scenes, you know, because I used to love the behind-the-scenes stuff, right? What, what, what you did, and I was just about to bring that up because I did not know about your vines in oh, your, yeah. your your videos until Col- yeah well Col- so we're hanging out and this is going to sound way cooler than it really was <laughs> we're hanging out at a ring and honor show and Colt Cabana comes up to us is like Petey let's do a vine <laughs> and, and I'm like that a I'm like that's Colt Cabana and then B I'm like Petey you did vines yeah man I remember in that the biggest compliment I've ever gotten was uh, like Colt Cabana I think he's a genius when it comes to comedy and. Uh, all that kind of stuff. So he texted, I, I started buying and I started doing buying videos and he texted me out of the blue. He's like, dude, you get it. Like your vines are the best. And I'm like, oh my God, I took that as the best compliment coming from a guy who I think is like comedy gold. He's telling me I know what I'm doing when it comes to vine. It, and right. What was your favorite vine? Probably the Scott Steiner one. That's, is that the most <laughs> famous vine? That, that is the most famous vine. And I liked it because... It, it doors are opening here, so if you hear it, we're at Border yeah, City Wrestling here, Podcast Detroit, Ryan, Logan, we got Petey. What's your last name, Petey? Uh, Perry Williams. No. Perry Williams. <laughs> um, the Windsor Destroyer. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, so my the Scott Steiner line. It was me going around the corner and, like, big face. I'm like, Scotty? And then it goes to Scotty, and he's like, F you, Petey. And then it turns to me, like, kind of, like, just being in love with that. And actually, the Young Bucks helped me film that. Did they? Really? Yeah, the shots of me, they, they filmed it for me because I knew they're in Divine as well. And uh, so I knew they knew how to, like, because it was like a, you have to have a certain touch to film it because it was only seven seconds or six seconds or whatever. So you had to have a certain touch. So I trusted them because they knew how to work by Man, do you, does it blow you away? Because when you came back, we were talking, like, has wrestling passed Petey Williams by? And you were a little worried that people wouldn't remember you. And everybody has kind of become mega stars that was in your group. Yeah. And I, uh, yeah, I mean, they have. Um, has it passed me by? Maybe. I, mean, I don't I think out. it has, though. I, I mean, I'm having fun doing it right now. Um, you know, I am. Uh, it feels like I just, like, got right back in the mix and stuff like that. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I did miss three years of wrestling. It would have been interesting to 
if you could go back in time, that'd always be cool to be like, hey, you know, what if I didn't stop for three years? Where where would I be? What would be happening? Um, all that kind of stuff. But you know, it, it is what it is, and I'm here now. And all the de- all the decisions I made from then on have led me here today to this podcast. <laughs> in a good spot. Then. I, I'm sorry for that, Petey. By the way. All right, let's let's start with. Another start. We're halfway through the podcast. Let's go on to another thing that uh, that I want to ask you guys about about the death of wrestling. Has Japan saved wrestling? Um, are you talking about like New Japan and all that yep. stuff? Yeah, Japan in general has that saved wrestling? Because uh, now we've talked about the death and what we think could have caused it and what would happen. But you know, Japan. I mean, if there's one thing that everybody knows that Japan loves their wrestling. And that a lot of these wrestlers go over to Japan, A, to learn the craft. They go and they come back with better, bigger names. Kenny Omega is one of those guys that went to Japan, found a home. I mean, he, I I didn't know he was in Ring of Honor. Did any of you guys? Yeah, I knew he was in Ring of oh, Honor. He actually know. was signed by WWE for a while as well. In the right. Developmental, yeah. But, I mean, you'd, you'd have to be... I was in the business, so I knew what was happening okay. and stuff. But a regular person wouldn't have known that. They would have thought, like, hey, who's this Kenny Omega guy from New Japan? Right. But, um... No, uh, Japan's uh, Japan's different when it comes to wrestling. They call wrestlers fighters first off, and if you ever watch a Japanese show, and I've I've worked over there many times, they kind of, uh, you know, they're not into the chants like uh, the, the American crowd. They and stuff sit like on their that. hands a lot, right? Yeah, but they're watching it. But like, you think it's disrespectful, but the wrestlers have told me they're like, no, they're watching it intently. They're they're waiting for you know the big payoff, and then they go ooh or the you know golf clap or whatever the case may be. So. They, they like the, the fighting spirit and stuff like that. And Japan always goes in phases. I mean, at one point, all Japan was a top company. Then it was like Noah for a while. And, you know, well, you're, you're, that was actually the subject I was going to bring up is let's rank some of these lesser companies. Because um, I've got New Japan. We've got Evolve. Then there was, uh, let's see here, Acclaim. Is that it? Uh, I don't know. Evolve's an American company, though. Okay, right. But I'm just talking in general. Oh, okay. Um, there's PWG, there's Ring of Honor, there's Impact. I'll throw Impact in there. Where, where, where is, you know, all these companies in the grand scheme of things, guys? I mean, if it's me, maybe I would go, and this is 1A under WWE. We're not even talking yeah. WWE here. I would probably go Ring of Honor, New Japan, since they're kind of in bed together. Right? Yeah, they are yeah, back yeah. and forth, yeah. Maybe Evolve, since they're... Well, Evolve's right hooked up with WWE. Okay, but can we still throw them in them, but they're not really WWE? Sure. All right. Uh, Impact, <laughs> then? Would you... I mean, is that fair? Would yeah, you... like, Impact's, like, we're hooked up with uh, Noah. Noah. So, I mean, would that put you... It depends. I mean, what are we ranking it on? Are we ranking it on ratings? Just, just, or are we ranking just it on... Just in, in, in what general of what we like, what's popular, you know. Um... Well, I mean, I'm biased, obviously. I like Impact, obviously, more than Ring yes, of Honor. Yes, those were wrestlers. And uh, oh, <laughs> his eyes started popping out of his head. Yeah, well, mine did, too. Laura Van Ness walked by, and uh, who was the other lady? Uh, I don't know. Did you notice I didn't even turn? Well, I mean, you're used to this. Yeah. <laughs> it's my um, first show, remember? Yeah. Hey, we're doing a podcast. Here, oh, both. <laughs> Let me put my tongue back in my mouth. Um, so... I mean, I'm biased though because I work for Impact, so I like Impact. That's my that's my number one, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, you could have. I would say New Japan. 
because I mean they're they're just so they're they're so big right now with the Bullet Club and stuff like that. Uh, so much so that a guy like Jimmy Jacobs is going to get fired just by taking a picture with the taking Bullet a Club. picture. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. What do you guys think? I think uh, to me, I think New Japan's at the top there, just with and with people that they've brought over, and you see all the guys who are coming over from there. And like you said, Dennis, going over there just to kind of get their character down or, or, or learn right. it, learn the process better. But you see them and the people, the wrestlers that they bring over and get into the bigger companies and stuff, and they're already polished and have a following when they come yeah. over here too. So I think, because to me, that's kind of what I'm basing it off of is who provides, I guess, for, you, you know, as like the miners, I guess, well, in that sense, bringing them, bringing well, them over here. What's interesting is I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with this. Because, yes, Petey, um, you got to go work the merch table yeah. now. Um, I see a, a, a line at my table for me. Cha-ching! So, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, so I'll leave you with this, though. Leave so, me with it. Guys, um, like, you have young boys in New Japan, right? We'll use Jay White as an example. Um, Jay White um, was sent over to do Ring of Honor shows. He's a young boy from New Japan uh, to kind of get, even though he's, sent, he's from New Zealand, he's going to America, lear, learning the American style. I don't know what the case may be. And then after he's done working over there, and he's still under the New Japan contract, they sent him back to New Japan now. Now he's not a young boy anymore, and now he's getting a huge push. I want to say he's wrestling at the Wrestle Kingdom show uh, in January. He's wrestling Tanahashi for uh, like their Intercontinental title oh, or whatever wow, the case okay. may be. So um, they do that a lot. They'll send their guys over to the U.S., and then when they come back, they kind of give them a, a big push. So, um, yeah, it, it's interesting how they, how they go back and forth like that. Petey, as you wrap this up, we send you over to the merch table yep. and go make me some money. <laughs> let's let's <laughs> promote. Who? What are you doing here tonight? Uh, well, I'm wrestling. Uh-huh. Um, uh, the, the card has changed. It's myself versus Jimmy Jacobs versus. Uh, How many times have you wrestled Jimmy? Uh, in this building alone? Yeah. Um, sure. Why not? A handful of times. Uh, I've wrestled him a lot. Um, a lot of car rides with him. I've known Jimmy for. 17 years, man. I, yeah, we go way back. So uh, we're doing it again tonight. So myself, Jimmy Jacobs, we got Akeem Zane, who just won the Global Forge Challenge. And then uh, Kaido can't make it, uh, the Noah Young boy. So uh, border troubles and stuff like that. And How often does that happen? A lot, man. I mean, yeah, that's what I was wondering when you told us that earlier. I'm like, man, I didn't, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, trying to it, come it, over. it's different. Uh, you know, foreigners working over in the U.S. is a uh, is a no no. So yeah, we're gonna have oh, El yeah, Reverso in there now. So uh, it'll be a good four way match. Like I said, it's gonna be taped for uh, Impact, either one night only or uh, Explosion. So yeah. That's, that's what we got. All right. Well, we'll wrap this up here in a second. Go ahead and go. All right, Ryan. I'm shaking your hand right now. So did you call him Brian or Ryan? Ryan. Yeah, okay. You heard that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, man. All right, guys. Thanks. All right, Ryan. So let's finish this up. Let's, let's talk about how meaningless right now championships are in, in, in different organizations. Oh, I can't. I can't stand them. There's honestly no point to have them, I feel like, just because of how many there are now. And that bug, that bugs me the most, is the amount of, of titles there are. It's just overwhelming. Right. Trying to follow and, and keep up with it all, it's... it's I, I liked it when it was what four belt or that, four that, title belts, four title belts, uh, even less 
pay-per-views. I feel like they need to cut the pay-per-views down. But you're right. You know, I think you give me an Intercontinental Championship. I need one world champion. Yes. Yes. And I'd like to see him bounce between two shows. Need one women's champion. And, you know, maybe the U.S., but that's it. I mean, one tag team. Right. And I don't think you're ever going to get that with the... uh with it, uh, with them, with them being separate companies now. That's the only thing, you know. At Survivor Series, I wish they would have done that, where somebody won the other belt and brought it over. So it's kind of continue the wars there. But uh, as we got a new joiner, what? Listen, Petey Williams looks different right now. <laughs> uh, Petey Williams is much better looking than I am. Uh, as we have someone come on in and do whatever you need to. I don't know. Oh yeah, we're wrapping this up. So, uh, as Petey's gone, Petey is uh, Petey's gone. Who, who are you? Let's let's get you in. I'm uh, Josh Ram. I'm the host of Top Rope Review and Podcast Detroit. Gotta tell you, I've listened to it. I love it. We, You're lying. No, I, I'm not. I because listen, they, there's two podcasts on Podcast Detroit. Two wrestling, right? Yes. They're in. I believe the next one's over the top. Uh, the uh, so we're Top Rope Review, and then the other one is. Breaking down the ring. Breaking down the ring. All right. So let me ask you, how'd you get into podcasting? Um, when I was in college, my buddy Will and I, Will, sitting up there, we, uh, we, did a, we did a nerdy radio show for like an assignment in our communications classes. And then when we graduated, we wanted to figure out a way to keep doing that. So we just we found, figured out podcasting, and we've, been, we've both been podcasting for like over a decade. So I've gotten lucky that I know Petey Williams, and I've talked. I've conned him. I'll even use that word. I've conned him into doing a wrestling podcast with me. I, I made the jump from ESPN and fantasy football to wrestling, which I love it so much better. How'd you get into wrestling, both of you guys? And go this ahead. is Ryan, by the way. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but go ahead, man. You go first. Uh, you know, it's uh, I I like earliest memories are of of watching wrestling. I don't even couldn't even tell you how I got in. It's just like uh, used to watch it with my dad and. And lifelong fan. Uh-huh. So, yeah. All right. So, we're now talking as we are wrapping this up and move on. Meaningless championships. has To me, it's kind of killed the industry. I remember when a guy had a championship, and I was really excited that they had uh, Jinder Mahal carry that belt for so long. It really started to make it feel like it's something. Uh, same thing with The Miz, where he carried that belt for so long. Cody Rhodes, you know, in a Ring of Honor has that belt for so long. And the longer someone holds that belt, the more meaningful it, it, it makes it. Has the secondary belts killed the market of, of being a champion? I mean, there are some people that say, oh, you know, you, you need to make that champion something. And that belt will make somebody become a champion. But I mean, you look and the U.S. champion doesn't make, make him any more of a champion than when he didn't have the belt. Roman Reigns... That's different. They were smart with changing Roman Reigns back into this mega face with the shield. He's got the belt because the Miz had to go film some shows or something. Right. So the Miz running around with the belt for so long, to me, made that Intercontinental Championship the way it was back in the 80s. And I'm not sure anybody else can do that in the WWE right now. I mean, I think I think it kind of depends. Like, does the belt make the person or the person make the belt? I think someone who's, like, close to, to getting there... The belt can put them over the top, but I agree with you. I think like it all depends on the rain and how they carry it. I mean, there's times too where there won't be, you won't see a title, you know, it won't get TV time for three weeks in a row. And to me, it's like, man, if you're 
if you got somebody with a title, that needs to be out every night. And that's what one of the good things with The Miz, why he was so good in, in the ring and on the mic. You wanted him out there every night, so you saw that. You know, you were constantly reminded that he had the belt. The only problem with The Miz was he cut that same promo towards the end. He became kind of the Bray Wyatt of Intercontinental Champions. It was that same, I work harder, I'm making this belt every single night for just so long that it almost became tired. And that's why I think it's good that he's uh, he's having this little bit of a break, too. Because it was, it was getting to the point where dragging it along a little bit like they've been doing with a lot lately. Everything gets stale <laughs> eventually. I mean, you, you can't really. We, I mean. we all love to be fantasy bookers. Was Roman, would Roman have been your choice for Intercontinental Champion? No, but I, I think they're just trying to keep keep him doing something until Who, who would have been your choice, honestly, though? Both of you guys. Who would, who would have been your Intercontinental on the current Raw roster right now? On current Raw roster, I... Oh, man. A legitimate... I mean, we're not talking trying to bring somebody up to that Intercontinental... A well, current legitimate guy just because i'm a big fan of him and i don't understand why he he starts to get the push bray wyatt is what i'm talking about he starts to get that push and then boom it's done right away i mean we've seen it in the last three or four pay-per-views too where he's got that story that good storyline leading up to it and then just stops and it's like you know where the what happened to the push because he was in, in that running i think uh Matt Hardy when he comes back. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because yeah. I think you're going to go. Yeah. yeah. If you have a, a broken or woken Matt Hardy heel with the Intercontinental well, title. I think he'll end up being broken because, you know, Impact just came out and said they're kind of amending their uh, their lawsuit and yeah, all this stuff to allow yeah. them to be able to use that broken again, which would be smart for Impact. And I think if you use that broken again, you bring it back with Bray Wyatt because you could see them in the ring together, and it's just another kind of way, I think, to keep – why it relevant right now yeah. and just put them together. We've seen it work with, I mean, it was goofy when Daniel Bryant and stuff was with uh, the Wyatt family, but a broken heart, he could, uh, could help him out, I think. You're, you're, you're going with Matt? Yeah, no, I think so. I'm, I'm worried that they're going to do the same thing with Matt that they did with Bray, though. I think they, they, they have a tendency, WWE creative seems to have a tendency to make things that are like that, that make them too hokey. So what do you got coming yeah. up on your next show? Well, this show, this live show coming up, I don't know. Are you guys next or third on the docket? Uh, we are next, and we are going to be joined by uh, Hakeem Zayn. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Hey, awesome. tell him take it easy on PD. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. This was the Wrestling Perspective Podcast, guys. Thank you so much here on Podcast Detroit. Find us over at WrestlingInc.com. We'll talk to you guys later.